Well, 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 friends, we're back again. Look at that. After a little bit of a hiatus, uh, you know, we are back recording the pod. Another, uh, I don't think I'm going to want to scream and yell this time at our Red Sox because I've come to grips that they just suck. Um, I'm recording this. I haven't, the game against the Yankees, so game one against the Yankees is still being played right now. It's about 10 o'clock, almost, Um, and I have not recorded since, man, a long time ago, it feels like, but, you know, I've taken a little bit of a break from the Red Sox. The last podcast was uploaded uh, August 2nd, so a little bit of a break, 12-day break, almost two weeks, not a very great way to start off the... uh, the life of uh, the pod here, but uh, man, how? What is there to talk about? You know, I have in my Twitter bio a uh, new podcast every time. I feel like the Red Sox deserve to be talked about, or the Red Sox deserve to be talked about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you guys now because, man, I, I feel bad. Anybody that's some uh, repeat listener here. Uh, potentially wait on the next episode. As I say, I'm going to upload uh, somewhat regularly. Uh, you unfortunately haven't gotten that, but it, it wouldn't. I'm trying not to have what happened last episode uh, become a, you know, become become a become a habit of sitting here getting pissed at the team and you know thinking they have a shot at something here. I mean, I love to stay positive about the team. Uh, and who knows, maybe they can turn it around, but, man, let's see, what, let, let's, let's take it back real quickly, uh, here to what's been going on here, and we'll catch up with the team now, and, uh, you know, the Sox Talk podcast, the life of the podcast, so like I said, I have not recorded since August 2nd, which was the last Yankees series, the last game of that, after we lost three out of four to them, um, we had that next Monday off, so I figured that would be a good time to record uh, before going into that two-game set with Tampa Bay, which unfortunately on that Tuesday, I lost power due to this hurricane, uh, or whatever you want to call it, tropical storm, uh, you know, the the one is a, is a, is a hurricane, uh, I don't know what it's called. But, um, anyway, so I couldn't watch the games. That's why anyone following me on the Twitter machine uh, hasn't seen me tweeting very much. And then I I decided to take a little bit of a break, Uh, not just from watching the Red Sox, just being so invested because it did seem like they were going to get on a little bit of a winning streak. Uh, They beat Tampa Bay uh, and then Toronto for a nice little two-game win streak. Um, And you you took three out of four out with Toronto, so... You know, I, I didn't want to jinx it because, man, these Red Sox need every little bit of luck they can potentially get or superstition, whatever you want to call it, because we'll get into it. <laughs> so, man, at the time that I took the little hiatus, we lost five games in a row. Not good. Meaning that what tonight I believe was the 19th game of the season and that's important because the Red Sox now again have lost another five in a row and have lost six 
out of their last seven games. Not good. Not good. I'll tell you that again one more time for in case anybody missed that. That's not good. That means you've had 10 losses out of 19 games, 18 games, all in a row, basically. You're separated by like a, a win or two, you know? So we suck. Yeah, I got some notes here for the podcast. We suck. It says the Red Sox sucked. But I think we already knew that. We we wanted to be positive. Definitely here, by the way, uh, this is another podcast brought to you by uh, alcohol, I guess. This one's brought to you by Miller Light. The last one was uh, Coors Light. Uh, it's actually funny. I have not... Since this quarantine originally started, uh, or the quarantine started in uh, back in March, I, I kind of gave up the drinking, kind of thought it would be a good idea. You know, I'm not going out to the bars and uh, just having to, having to stay home, having to stay coddled up in the, uh, in the place here. I thought it would be a good time to quit the drinking, but man... We've got two out of four podcasts here coming brought to you by alcohol. So, I guess, again, just shows you... And we're not talking Sam Adams, which... Total side note. I also had to stop watching because watching Garen Austin at these games... And, man, I love Garen. Uh, I think she does a great job. But listening to her hype up the Sam Adams deck in right field is... It's mind-blowing. You would think Sam Adams is paying her an extra twenty grand per ad that she's doing because she can't. Oh, it's so great! You know, imagine this place with fans. Like, listen, I've been up there. It is so far away from the field. You you can't see anything. The right fielder looks like an ant. It's you. You hear the ball. You'll see the ball. Say it's a ball hit to the left center gap. You'll see the ball basically past the pitcher in the air, and then you'll hear the sound of the bat. That's what it felt like the last time I was up there. But I'm kind of going around here, uh, not really getting to the point because it hurts me to get to the real point. Like I said, the Red Sox suck. Um, oh man, I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Also, this was a little slip-up only because uh, I just deleted my notes. Oh, recently deleted. Great. You know, we, we stay keeping on keeping on here on the podcast. Uh, oh, one take wonder every single time. Except for last time, again, because uh, my drunken rambleness, rambling had to ramblingness. That's, you know, I'm coining that. Put a verbal trademark next to uh, ramblingness right there for me. Uh, we had to we had to interrupt ourselves on, on the rerun. But, all right, enough with skipping around these Red Sox here. Um, we suck. We, we, we are so bad that before tonight, before this loss, which I, I'm obviously assuming it's a loss... Um, I haven't even looked at the store, store, uh, the score, which at the end of this podcast, whenever we get there, I'm trying to keep this also like not 15 minutes by going through everything, you know, like really fast. Uh, so there will be rambling going on. Uh, 
I think it will be a nice surprise at the end of the podcast. Look at what the final score was because there were runners on uh, second and third for the Yankees when I came out here. So, anyway. So, like I said, we lost Peraza last night. Peraza, the man that I have been going on and on and on about for all these other podcasts. And maybe I'll do it again now. But he has been playing so great. He is just, I look at Peraza and he's just a ball player. From opening day when he went 4 for 4 out of the ninth spot till even last night, which I, I wasn't watching it, I... If the Red Sox start sucking it up real bad, I just turn it off at this point. And I understand if you're a Red Sox fan, maybe I may not understand not watching any of the games unless you want to take a little bit of a break like I did, which I obviously I was keeping up with the scores and listening on. I was at least listening on the radio when uh, the power wasn't here. But I, I keep up with the team, obviously. I can't not. Uh, you know, this is my little side hustle here, the podcast, so we can't let that totally go to shit. Uh, so, he, he gets hit on a ball, a comebacker to the knee. Like, I've been loving Peraza. He's a total ball player. And then he, you throw him in as a position player pitching from second base onto the mound, and he gets hurt. Like, that is the 2020 season in a freaking nutshell. You know what? In a fucking nutshell. That's the 2020 Red Sox. You know, you see a player start getting hot, like JD. Oh my God, don't even get me going on JD yet. I have a whole, you know, little bit on that. But you start the team in general. It's you start playing good. You see a bright spot, and then it just gets ripped away from you. And half the time we're doing it to ourselves because we got no name guys throwing out there. I mean. It's not enti- It's not their fault. It's, they don't have the experience. But I think we all went into this season really thinking that we were going to be a competitive ball club. That the team was going to, hey, maybe you're not going to, you know, make a run into the playoffs. Maybe you'll be the guy, uh, you know, kicking at the door for the second wild card spot or something. Something better than whatever this is. This is just an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to do that. You know, and to not to be a Red Sox fan to be embarrassed, but I'm embarrassed to have to. Everybody, I like I said on the last podcast, I live in New York. It's tough. It's tough to. I wear my Red Sox hat and shirts and everything everywhere. Everybody knows. It is tough to have to... This is me. Like, the Red Sox are an extension of me, just like the Red Sox are an extension of you. And you're perceived as the Red Sox are. And you know what? If the Red Sox are sucking right now, guess what? I Anyone looks at me and they're like, I know your life fucking sucks because your ball team sucks. And you know what I say every single time? I don't say, oh, we won a World Series, whatever. You know, I wear it, just like you're supposed to do. Yep. Yeah, we suck. Whatever. You know, our time's coming. We're tanking for you know, a good draft pick. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, back back to finally, back to what I was saying is losing Peraza sucks. So, you know, he'll, he'll get better. He'll be back. Hopefully he's, you know, staying. Uh, he'll be able to stay, uh, stay hot and 
give this team a boost because whatever. I mean, you know, maybe he should just opt out. Fuck it. You know, bring me back. Red Sox, I'd love you have that. Red Sox, I'd love for you to bring him back. He Peraza is a great ball player. Just looks like a ball player. Plays the game hard. Uh, not Maybe not as hard as Verdugo. But he plays the game damn hard. And, and he loves being there. He loves showing up at the ball yard every single day. So uh, let's see what we got next here. We got playoffs. Oh, first bullet. LOL. Yeah, right. I think we've already been over that. Um... Players who are good, Xander Bogarts, my God, that beautiful human being. Not only is he the best player on the Red Sox, he could be the best-looking ball player in baseball. I'm going to just say that right now. He's going out there every single night, and he plays the game hard. He is the example of lead by example. He leads by the way he plays. He, You know, his game speaks for itself and he doesn't you know he's a guy that he's he's a captain here he's been here since 2013 in the 2013 world series xander bogarts was starting at shortstop uh or playing third base over middlebrooks and uh steven drew so don't forget that he's been with the team a long time he doesn't have a big voice and he doesn't speak up uh you know a whole lot but Man, he's a leader and a veteran in that clubhouse, and he doesn't need to say anything because everybody knows what's expected. You know, Bogarts is like Jordan, I feel like. He wouldn't make, he pushes you, and he wouldn't, maybe he's not a jerk like Jordan was, but he pushes you because he wouldn't ask you to do anything he hasn't done or wouldn't do himself. So, you know, I Bogarts is a bright spot in this very dull Red Sox team. Um, another guy that I'm really loving right now is Moreland, of course. How can you not? Uh, six home runs uh, in 36 at-bats coming into tonight, which is – that's awesome. That is, that is so awesome. I mean, record books, get them out. Mike Trout, look out. Someone might be coming for that MVP if this keeps up. Uh, tonight, I didn't quite see a homer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we could keep it alive for tomorrow. Uh, but, he, again, his defense has been great. Offense, of course. I mean, it's one of the only ways we're really getting runs, it feels like. Um, next, I mean, Verdugo, of course. How can you not love him? At least one home run tonight. Maybe he hit another one uh, tonight uh, for two. But, he again, he's a guy. He plays the game hard. He really, you know, he... He doesn't, he said, you know, he's not Mookie Betts. He's not expecting to fill the shoes as Mookie Betts, and nor is he going to be as good as a ball player as Mookie Betts, uh, in my opinion. It doesn't mean he can't be great and doesn't mean he can't find his own. Um, uh, but he's he plays the game hard, and he, he wants to play, and he wants to, I mean, Grant, he's earning his his money and his ABs off of lefties here. I mean, he is. He's a lefty against lefty, and he's hitting the ball well. But he's going out there every single day, and he is earning it. He's earning to put my name in the lineup every day. It's not, oh, we don't have anyone like our pitching staff. Like We know Evaldi's going to go tomorrow, uh, which is Saturday. And then Sunday, no idea. But we do know that 
Perez goes on Monday, which, again, you know, he's our, supposed to be our fifth starter. People forget that. Uh, and tonight was a bullpen game. So half of these games against the Yankees, two out of four, it's you don't even have a starting pitcher pitching. Uh, whatever. Like, it's 2020 Red Sox. What, what, do, you, what do you want? Um, and, okay, so this is what I've been dreading. Having to pronounce R-U-E's, I love this kid, man. He comes in, a man, John Gruden, man, football. Um, You know, he comes in and he's playing, he's another guy. He's just coming in, he's not, I don't think he expects to be on the roster next year, you know, opening day roster, but he's showcasing what he's got, and what he's got is... He's got heart, and he's keeps his head down, and he's the young guy that's got a lot of potential. I see why he's on this uh, roster right now. He's I, he's filling in for, for Peraza. Uh, he he's just finding his own. He's getting his feet wet. He's getting big league at bats. Uh, I think he had he skipped AAA basically. I think I'm pretty sure he basically skipped AAA. No at bats in AAA. Uh, so. I love it. He's like Bogarts. I don't think Bogarts played in uh, AAA. Granted, I'm not making the player comparison here. Bogarts and Arures or whatever. Uh, R-U-E's. But anyway, I love what I'm seeing from him. And, you know, keep him in the lineup. He made a great play up the middle tonight, which nobody is going to really remember in this blowout. But I believe it was the bottom, bottom of the first Right before the Red Sox, uh, like I tweeted, I was drinking before the game, uh, assuming, you know, mentally preparing uh, for the Red Sox to give up first inning runs again and having to watch the rest of the game losing. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen uh, to RUS, and it's I feel bad because I don't know this. RUS, RUES, I should know this. I'm sorry. Um, but a ground ball up the middle uh, with runners on... First and second, I believe. Ball hit up the middle. Uh, can't get the play at first base. Uh, whoever hit it, can't because he's diving. Uh, he's the second baseman set up uh, in a little bit of a shift. About He's on the grass about five, six feet away from second base, if you can picture that, uh, looking straight back maybe from the pitcher's uh, mound, if you can picture that. And a hard-hit ball on this left side, shortstop side of second base, makes a backhanded diving play on the ground ball, gets up, tries to throw to first base, uh, doesn't get the out, and it's first and uh, I believe bases loaded in two outs, bases loaded one out, uh, but the Red Sox get out of it, um, and that is phenomenal. No one's going to realize, but that kept the game 0-0 uh, in, from the jump. You know, it's that not saying that could have saved the game, but because obviously it it didn't, it got out of hand. But that was a great job to keep save a run early in the beginning, not have to play behind. It it was just a great defensive play. Uh, Players who are bad, basically everybody else. Everybody else stinks. Brazier stinks. Get Brazier. Send that fucking guy back to Japan. I have not been on the Brazier train since 2018. Granted, easy to be on the Brazier train when we it was 2018 because we won the World Series in 2018 with the best baseball team ever, best Red Sox team ever. Um, not best baseball team ever. 
my eyes best baseball team ever. Uh, I mean, come on. I think, actually, I'm going to pull it up because I saw this stat. Uh, allow me to put down my beer, please. Uh, I retweeted it. Brazier, since the start of last year, which was 2019, has pitched 61.1 innings and has given up 37 runs. Yes, there's a pause after that. And I'm going to say it again. Just so you can let that fucking sink in, I'm getting mad. For Ryan Brazier, since the start of last year, and again, I'm not talking last year, you know, pre-COVID. I'm talking when we started on that two-week road trip at the beginning of 2019. 2019. So from when we started in Seattle in 2019 till today, August fucking 14th in 2020, post-COVID. These are pre- and post-COVID numbers. 61.1 innings pitched. For a reliever, which is a lot in two years, in 61.1 innings pitched, Brazier has given up 37 earned runs. I need, listen, Brazier, I like you. I, I liked you back in 2018, but guess what? I like the team of, I like the fucking Red Sox more than I like you, and you're hurting this team. That he has been so bad, so bad. It's before they cut the the commercial, and I see Brazier warming up, and I verbally say, "Here we go," every single time, every time. And anybody that watches with me knows it's coming. I mean, oh, put him on the next flight to Japan. I'm serious. Send him back. Maybe it's the head's crooked, and they don't know how to hit that shit there. I don't fucking know. But you had your opportunity. You won a World Series. Dude, fucking go be a bullpen coach in, you know, the SEC. I don't know. They're not going to have sports, but whatever. Um, Someone, believe it or not, I don't hate more than Brazier, but kind of hating on J.D. Martinez. Bruh. 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 What are we doing at the plate, dude? I watched JD tonight on top of, you know, miss and not even swing at a couple of uh, hanging change-ups that are just middle in that you would see him hit over the monster and hit him to the moon anywhere else this year. I watched JD Martinez strike out twice tonight. And I remember, I didn't even watch the whole game. I watched J.D. Martinez strike out two out of his three at-bats. Probably struck out all three of his at-bats that I saw. But in two of those three at-bats, he swung and missed at pitches that bounced in the left-hander's batter's box. This guy, like... it. Listen, it's... I did have a tweet the other night... um, about because JD's complicated, he's a complicated human, and we really need to we need to break his emotional state down and really see in the mind of JD Martinez. Really look at the world and baseball through his fucking eyes, right? Okay, so let's do it. After this year, JD can opt out of his contract 
with the Boston Red Sox. After it's a, I believe it was a five-year deal, and after three to three years, uh, could opt out and go wherever he wants and enter free agency. Now, I totally just realized that I skipped away from what I was going to say, and I'll link back into this uh, in a minute. Uh, but back to this JD, the other thing we have to do with JD as well. Uh, JD could opt out after this season because, hey, who knows, maybe the National League next year, uh, the Players Union will vote, and the National League will get a designated hitter in which, I mean, JD was born to hit. I, let's let's be real here. He's a great hitter, not playing like it right now. I believe he's hitting under 200 or very close to 200, uh, which is obviously very bad uh, for your number three, four hitter. Because uh, this isn't about JD hitting in the two hole now. It's he's been exposed. Uh, so the thing is, he has a lot of opportunity if they do. If the I say they the National League gets a designated hitter, be great. Fucking go join Mookie. I know that won't happen in LA. Uh, so call it twenty nine, at least twenty nine other teams that would put money for JD Martinez. Twenty nine, uh, fourteen other teams because obviously just the National League, half of thirty, fifteen minus one, fourteen. Fourteen other teams on top of whoever's going to offer him in the American League will say we want you to. We want you to come be our designated hitter. We're going to pay you a boatload of money because you're J.D. Martinez and you were born to hit. He says, yeah, okay, yeah. My situation, the Red Sox, stinks. How do I know? J.D.'s sitting there. How does J.D. even know that he has any future with the Red Sox or anyone around him has a solid future if if you just traded away Mookie Betts and David Price for really nothing? How? How does JD have any confidence in the Red Sox organization to do any? Like, how? I, I I wouldn't if I was him. I'm looking around me and guys are dropping like flies, not just because of injury and COVID. And guy, Mookie's gone. And Price is gone. You know, you have all your big guys are gone to... Uh, and I say big guys, I mean you have... Erod's out hurt, and you have uh, Sale is out hurt. Uh, you have no pitching staff. You have no what. There's no glimmer of hope right now. We can look to 2022, and you know, or 2021, and hey, whatever happens, happens, right? But JD, what does JD? He has no guarantee, and he wants to win. So there's that option. Option two, after rambling all that is that J.D. decides to stay. And honestly, the only reason I see J.D. staying would be because he played so bad this year is that nobody wants him. That's the only thing I think is keeping J.D. in Boston is nobody wants him. You know, his agents get some feelers out there and they say, oh, would you be interested? And no one says anything. Okay, I'm not going to opt out. That's that's on that's my honest opinion of what I see, and I feel like a lot of people don't see that, and they think JD will finish the rest of the season, you know, in Boston. I I truly don't believe uh, that will be the case. Uh, oh, and 
the reason that would be, I think I tweeted this back to what I was originally trying to say before I started this fucking rant. Uh, I always get back to it. So don't worry about that, you know, and you got to just keep up. Yes, everybody keep up with my drunkenness and ramblingness. Uh, this is kind of me in real life, too, by the way. ADHD, whatever it's called, fucking self-diagnosed. Anyway, uh, this year with not being able... Listen, we know JD is... Uh, he loves the hit. He's born the hit. He records every single swing on video that he takes in the batting cage before the game. Everything is done. He looks at it. He studies it. Um, I've heard... You know, I haven't heard this firsthand, and I don't have any, you know, uh, insights to this. But I've heard, uh, which as we all know, you know, d- during the game, JD's looking at his swings. And uh, maybe not during the game, that's probably illegal, but probably during the game. Uh, after the game, he's looking at swings. He's looking at swings before the game from his batting practice. And then I've heard he goes home after he's looked at tape, after the game has already been done. And then he looks at more tape. And listen, this guy lives and breathes hitting. I don't, I, I, that's why I don't understand why the struggle is here. And I feel like it has to be because of COVID-19 baseball season. It's the MLB isn't letting players use the tablets because of germs, I guess, or something. I'm hoping that's what it is. I hope it's not some punishment for, uh, whatever happened in 17 and when i say whatever happened in 17 it's bullshit like i don't even want to that's its own podcast you know it's as i'm sure uh everybody is well aware of what happened then so it's not even worth getting into or else this podcast will never end uh because we're already this is usually the point where i say i'm at the 30 minute mark and you know, we're going to hang it up, but not yet, motherfuckers. You're stuck with me unless you press pause, but don't press pause. The only reason you should be praying, pressing plus, press, fuck. All right. I'm fucking Joe Biden over here. All right. Um, so I, I don't know. It's the only reason he can't be using the tablet. So it's a hard, that's the only thing I can see. I mean, I tweeted out the other night, he had a fly ball to center field, which I thought he hit kind of good. Uh, got a little under and not enough barrel, obviously. Uh, but it, that's what it looked like too, uh, going towards the triangle a little bit. Uh, and he's staring at center field, the center field scoreboard or the replay to just get a glimpse. Like, he was... I think my exact words are... He's looking at it like he's never seen a replay before. He's studying that thing like he's got an exam. Walking back into the dugout about what happened. Because he doesn't get to see any of his at-bats. He doesn't get to do any of that. Like, he, yeah, do it in the hotel room and stuff. But, like, with everything that's going on, it's... It's not the same. And, you know, I'm at the point now... Only because the Red Sox stink... Uh, put an asterisk next to this season. This one's bullshit. Uh, all right, Devers, I'll go quick here because, yeah, we are getting uh, towards the end here. Uh, but I will get through all my notes. Uh, Devers, you know, dude, you know, you hit, what, 313 last year and you can't even hit your weight right now. I mean, I don't think everyone figured him out. He's 2017 or right 2017 
Uh, he, you know, played played very well. Obviously had a very good 18. Last year was phenomenal. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and talking uh, socks uh, with people. It's, it's, it's tough for everybody, obviously, but... You know, J.D., Bogarts, and uh, Devers, or J.D. and Bogarts both are very close to Devers and, you know, bringing him up and everything and not being able to talk hitting with Bogart or with uh, J.D. for Devers and uh, all this. It's tough. It's not easy to just go up there. And I, you can tell he's gotten a little frustrated, but yeah, hopefully he figures it out. Yeah, I, I believe in Devers, and I'm... I'm I'm not at the point of, you know, jumping off the boat. Well, I mean, we've punted on the season, so, you know, hopefully it just doesn't get hurt, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Benny, I think we've talked enough on Benny on this podcast. Him on the DL, I think, is bullshit. Uh, I think you put him on the DL so you can bring somebody up or keep somebody here, whatever it is. It's one of those moves uh, because it's... He just isn't playing good, and they need to just give him a break and let him refocus. I don't know. It's He knows it. I don't need to really say it like he's listening anyway, but, you know, it's – I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and be mad because the whole team stinks. Like, it's whatever, but I want to see him play better. It's whatever. Hopefully he figures it out, but no more of this. Like, Benny, I'm, I need a breakout. If this is – what's happening now and then next year comes and he's slumping for the first quarter of the season or he just keeps putting up numbers of hitting like 260 or 270 like, okay 270 I'm not gonna be bad like if he's not playing well it's why are we gonna cut ties maybe you cut ties with him uh it, with anybody who would imagine somebody wants Andrew Benatendi but maybe you trade him for a big piece at the deadline I mean people are interested in Hembry. Uh, Vasquez potentially could be going. I think this is the year Jackie Bradley goes, and I've been saying you keep Jackie Bradley uh, pre-podcast era here at Sox Talk. Um, But I think this is the year that he actually goes, uh, especially because you have Pilar Pilar, uh, coming in. Um, But I I love Jackie, and, you know, every single second he stays in Boston, I'm going to support him because... Uh, no, he's really soft-spoken, nice guy, and I, I love what he does in the baseball field. Maybe not at the plate all the time, but, you know, I'll always have a soft spot for Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, the bullpen, those are people who suck. All of them. Fuck them. All of them. Eh, whatever. Uh, I finally get why... You know, I was sitting here bitching and complaining about the uh, Ron Ranicki and how he's managing the team. And, you know, it's so obvious. They're so much closer to the team, meaning he's so much closer to the team than I am or ever will be. Um, He just, I know he doesn't, like, it's obviously why he doesn't care. It's, he knows they fucking suck. Like, he knows the team is bad. It doesn't matter. He's like, fuck it. Fuck it. And that's what I would be doing. Fuck it, whatever. The team stinks. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire. I was gonna retire, but fucking Core gets, you know, suspended. Which I think he will be back next year. 
since you didn't hire another. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get into all this. We'll talk later in the season. We will talk 2021 Red Sox championship. Um, but we made it to the end of the notes. Thank goodness. I mean, I've I almost feel like I'm doing a shitty college presentation, uh, showing up to class hungover without even practicing, staring at the, you know, reading off the fucking slides or whatever. Uh, yeah, because I have no idea what to say. I've gotten, I've tried. I've, oh, this team is killing me. Uh, and maybe turning me to an alcoholic? I don't know. Um, tomorrow I was going to protect, and you know what, maybe we'll have a little bonus We'll let my buddy, uh, <clears throat> I was going to have him be on the pod uh, tomorrow as, you know, we talked all this shit. But it would have been nice if the Red Sox won tonight so I could have a little bit of hope. Uh, but it doesn't even matter. We just got our shit pushed in uh, by the Yankees tonight. It's 1030 East Coast time. Uh, so it's whatever. Maybe I'll just have a, its own little segment uh, 10, 15 minutes tomorrow of him just talking shit and me just having to take it because I don't. The only thing I can say is you haven't won a championship since 2009. Um, so yeah, tomorrow's podcast, uh, which you don't know, you'll hear today, uh, which was originally supposed to be tomorrow. Congratulations, you got it tonight. And 10.30, we are done with the podcast and the Red Sox have officially lost... Oh, wait. No, it says live. Hold the phone, everyone. Man, don't you love it when... Okay. Oh, no. It's still the bottom of the eighth. Great. It's 10 to 3. I had the pleasure of coming out here when it was... Oh, we got two runs in the top of the eighth. Uh, I had the pleasure of coming out here when it was... Six to one, Yankees. But now it's ten to three, and the game's still not even over because the Yankees put on a fucking hit parade. They have fourteen hits, and it's still the bottom of the eighth after they've already scored two runs this inning with runners on second and third and two outs, and Gary Sanchez up, who's already hit a fucking ball to the moon tonight off of my least favorite, most favorite, my most least favorite player. Brian Brazier. Um, so yeah, we fucking suck. This is, I have no way to end this because I want to think of a, follow me on Twitter, Talk underscore three, I don't know, I think Talk. you'll see it, it's, I got an October 04 profile picture uh, profile picture taken in Yankee Stadium, by the way. Uh, try to deny it. I'll show you the proof. Um, but, you know, add that add that up. Give it a follow. Uh, I tweet like it. Tweet like it? Uh, I tweet from there during the games I'm watching. Uh, like a, you know, delinquent. Oh, great. Perfect. Here, my last. Here's how we'll end this shit. Three-run homer from Gary Sanchez or two-run homer earlier tonight off of, like I said, my favorite, least favorite. Wait, my I have to get this right because I hate him that much. My least favorite, favorite player. 
Ryan Brazier has the potential to get out of an inning. Pretty sure potential to get out of an inning. Oh, no. Runner on Gary Sanchez up the plate. Runner on first base. 3-2 count. 3-2 count. Now, everybody, what happens on a 3-2 count? The runner steals the next base, especially with two outs. Mitch Moreland, the first baseman, is not holding on the runner. Why is he doing this? Because he was doing it in the beginning of the at-bat. It's because why would you be picking off, trying to pick off the runner at first base when you know the world is, like, it's more than Dave Roberts. It's a 3-2 count. You know he's going to steal the base or try to steal it to get a head start because there's two outs. It doesn't matter what happens with the guy at first base because the entire everything that happens is reliant on the guy at the plate. He's either going to take a walk and then you're safe at second. He's going to strike out the and he's going to be over or he's going to get a hit. Those are the three, I mean four hours of fly ball, go fuck yourself. But Brazier, genius, dumb fuck, you, you dumb fucking genius, you genius, fuck, fuck Brazier, goes to pick off the runner, but Moreland is playing behind the runner. Because there's no reason to hold him on, because the only thing that matters is the next pitch to the plate. He goes to pick off, he sees Moreland's not there, and he holds on to the ball, which is a balk, because you can't fake a throw to first base. And then, the very next pitch, 3-2 count, fucking stupid fat fuck, uh, literally sits on his ass behind the plate instead of in a crouch. Uh, Sanchez hits a ball to the fucking moon and coming into the tonight, I think he was hitting 179. They suck. He sucks. Brazier sucks. The Red Sox suck. And I'm... Uh, fuck it, dude. Fuck it. Full send tank 2020. I would love to get a great draft pick. Everybody, watch the Sox tomorrow and then, you know, we'll all drink ourselves to death.